Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to make a difference in two seconds, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Azmo. I guess I'll leave then. This happened sometime in 2014, but I only recently realized it might count as malicious non-compliance. Y'all be the judge. When I was in grad school, I got a job at an in-department office that ordered and maintained testing supplies. I started off at the bottom of the ladder, but was willing to learn more. By my second year in the program, I was placed as the manager and given a 75 cent raise. Woo! The work wasn't too difficult. I was responsible for taking requests from professors, getting price quotes from the companies, getting the price quotes approved, and placing orders. There were some other duties, but that was the most difficult stuff I ever really dealt with. Occasionally, I'd have to deal with our ordering department when they messed up an order. I reorganized the office in a more efficient manner and created multiple new systems for dealing with issues. I practically ran that place for several years and it ran well most of the time. During that time, we hired a bunch of new employees. They just wanted an easy job, but my boss wouldn't take my recommendations on who to hire. In my fourth year in the program, I was asked to order some test kits by one of the program heads. The test kits were related, and I found out that they could be ordered as a combo kit that would save us space, but cost a little more. We were low on space, and so I figured it would be worth it. I got the price quote and got it approved by the program head, and then the department head. I placed the order. When the kits arrived, the program head was thrilled with the combined kits and thought they were fantastic. Several weeks later, my boss informed me that I shouldn't have ordered the combined kits, that they'd emptied the program's budget, and that the program head would never have approved them if she'd known. Luckily for me, I had the emails of me sending her the price quote with both price per unit and total cost, and her approving them. My boss was rather stunned that the program had lied, but insisted that I take the fall for it. She told me that I could either take a demotion or quit. I'm pretty sure she thought I'd take the demotion, but I quit instead. Joke was on her. None of the other employees were willing to do much, and all had refused to be trained on ordering. The joke around the program was that the office I had managed burned down after I left. It was in complete chaos for months as my boss, who had a lot of other responsibilities, had to figure out how to do the ordering and many other things that I did single-handedly. If you found yourself in this situation and they came to you and said, you either get demoted or you quit, would you rather stick it to them and quit and try to go find some job elsewhere in the meantime? Or would you rather bite your tongue, take the demotion, and then try to find a new job? Let me know which you would prefer to do in the comments down below. Our next story is by Connell NP, forced to get a GED after passing six semesters in college. When I was a university student, I sold marijuana. Eventually, I was arrested and actually ended up in prison for almost two years. After getting sentenced in court, 
inmates get sent to a pre-placement containment center before being dispersed to the prison that is their best fit. Due to overcrowding, the relocation period went from 14 days to to be disclosed. I was there 96 days. The influx of inmates led to operational issues everywhere and of least concern were the inmate activities, school, etc. In my state, every inmate is required to have attained a GED or equivalent degree. No big deal, I graduated high school and am mostly finished with my degree. Obviously they do background checks and such, but somehow the fact that I graduated high school had been omitted, even though it showed that I was in college when I got arrested. I was unable to prove that I had a diploma when it came to paperwork. I mean, nothing got from A to B. My high school sent the transcripts, but the prison never saw them. I was inevitably forced into the prison GED class. The person running the class was really cool, and I respect him for doing that job. But his boss was mean and noticeably dumb. And when she got the class clown vibe from me, she would pop in very often and target me and read my answers to try to make me feel stupid in front of the class. The classwork was way easy even for people who didn't have their GED. Honestly reminded me of Mad Libs. The criteria for the response was very clear, but only a minimum word count. The essay I wrote on legalizing marijuana was poetically nonsensical. Whilst meeting all the criteria, I never made a legitimate point about marijuana and its status, but I did get scolded for using Juana throughout. When she read it in front of the class, it was gold. Everyone was laughing at her. But she thought they were laughing at my response, so she egged us on by reading louder. I actually found the essay. I'd sent it home and my girlfriend actually kept it. So OP actually did include that letter. And this is what it said. Legal marijuana, wanna toke? The universe is God's largest creation, bigger than all the boats combined. The universe is huge big. It's the most big thing in space. The universe is to people what paper plates are to the 4th of July. The 4th of July is the big day of independence in America. America is the best country in the US. Independence from Britain. Independence from codependency. Independence from the law. What is the basis of freedom? Decisions are choices. Marijuana is a part of freedom. God invented freedom. The way it works is like a carousel. Round and round with the music, the horses, all good things. Time? I'm glad you asked. When time was first invented, around the 1860s, space was just a little baby seed. A seed soon to sprout, a jack-in-the-beanstalk of pot and buds. Once this was fertilized in the volcanic ash, it grew and grew and grew. Eventually it covered the whole entire world. Earth was just one big fuzzy crystallized pot nug. The sun, however, got too buddy-buddy with the earth, and of course the marijuana sweated and sweated until… POW! It blew up! This explosion, recognized in modern times as the Big Bang, was the beginning to the war on drugs started during the Nixon presidency. Nixon is to presidents what Pluto is to planets after 2007. There's only one country that comes to mind when thinking of marijuana being illegal. North Korea. Now you tell me, somebody taking that paper up to the front, reading that out loud in front of a bunch of inmates, of course you're gonna get a laugh. What an eloquently written piece of confusion. Our next story is by Ancient Educator 76 Handy Candy. This happened like 10 minutes ago and over the past couple days. I teach middle school, and even though I'm not the cool teacher, I like to say that I have a solid relationship with my students. 
Good enough to get them to work hard for me. Their latest diagnostic shows this in spades. As I release one of my tech classes to lunch, I see a one foot tall plastic jar of Capico candies. It's a cappuccino candy that's sweet with a mild coffee flavor. I know this because I've tasted this delectable treat as I saw them in the common area. We all put things in the common area for other teachers to eat, utilize, etc. It's literally a zone identified as a take some but not all sort of thing. So I took some, by some I mean a handful, like eight of them, representing 1% of the jar max. I give them to seemingly random kids in my class as they enter for mathematics. But I'm truly picking the kids I've earmarked as having the highest growth regardless of level. They were so ecstatic to receive such a treat. Kids really dig this stuff. Even if they didn't like the flavor, it was the thought that counts. Anyway, one kid loved it so much, she went bragging at the end of class about the candy she had, whilst passing the teacher who evidently left the jar there for everybody. The fact that the joy on a young child's face brought such a disdain-fueled frump on anybody is downright criminal. But for a teacher? Come on. She then turned in my direction, wagging her veiny, decrepit, hate-infused phalange at me, saying, Are you serious? Don't be handing these candies to students. That's not what they're for, and you know it. She shook her head, walked away, and just as the last bell was ringing, and kids were in class, finally she turned back to scoff, as if she hadn't been drama enough already. Enter delicious compliance. The next day, I truly expected to not see the jar of candies there, but there it stood in all its taupe glory. No sign or anything, just a vague memory of the words, don't hand these to students. My math class comes in again, and after I take attendance, I go, okay, who didn't get a candy yet that wants one? 18 some odd hands raised, that's exactly how many I threw, tossed, and slid to students' waiting arms. A thank you for trying so hard in the exam. I've got to hand it to that teacher though. She really found a way to extract the petty out of me. I'm pretty sure it's as easy as getting juice from an orange. Well how dare you go and try to make some kids day a little bit better. Think about their parents. Think about the dentist bill. Don't give them my premium teacher cappuccino candy. This next story is by Alan13446. Please submit ideas to save the environment. This happened back in 2010. I was doing some contract work in the IT department of a family-owned company to replace someone off on a medical leave. Everyone, I mean everyone in the owner's family was on the payroll, and they knew they had power. I worked for an agency and submitted my hours to them. I did not exist anywhere on this company's ledger sheets. As my four months were nearing the end, the person I'd replaced decided not to return, so his job was posted for 24 hours and given to me permanent full-time. I didn't mind, but the day after, the 18-year-old inexperienced son of the engineering manager hired as a summer student whined that he should have been given my job, so they rescinded the job offer and gave it to the kid. I got my network engineer accreditation back in 1995, while the kid had installed Windows XP a few times. But who am I to argue, right? Coincidentally, my last week there, I received an offer from BlackBerry as an engineer, so all was good, as I probably wouldn't have stayed anyway. Meanwhile, the boss man had his wife post on the company intranet form different ways to save money, and more importantly, the environment. She proposed we all switch from Arial font to another font that was 30% skinnier, thereby saving on toner. A yellow-fingered Karen would print reams and reams of paper each day, 
only to discard it as no one read the reports. Why? We've always printed, don't tell me how to do my job, was the Karen response. So, on my last day, when the boss man asked for more input on how to save the environment, I had to submit my suggestion. I proposed that we all use both sides of the toilet paper when wiping our butt, because it's double ply anyway, and also to not use more than one perforation and not wipe more than twice, once per side. I added, by adding more fiber to our diet, we would produce healthier stools instead of smeary stools. It was 3.37 p.m., end of day, end of my contract, end of my commitment to them. My timesheet was submitted and already approved. I clicked submit the suggestion, shut off the PC, said goodbye to the coworkers, and walked out. I heard some weeks later, some hilarity ensued, along with my suggestion getting deleted by the admin. The kid, fired after three weeks for a variety of reasons, including theft and incompetence. I stuck it out five years at Blackberry before that ended. You gotta love a good old case of nepotism going on, and you also gotta love those moments where it's like, you have to do this, this is a formality, even though you're literally leaving forever in the next half hour. It's like, I am never working at this company again. I could care less what you guys ever do, and you're trying to make sure I submit something? Telling them how to wipe their butts was like, the nice route for OP. And our final story of the day is by JokersWild97, you need to document everything. This happened about 12 years ago at my previous job. I work in IT. Started with a hospital after doing IT for a number of years with another company. Within the first week of working at the hospital, I realized I made a huge mistake. It was literally just me and my lead who knew enough buzzwords to convince management that they're in charge. She didn't know anything, and my first order of business is to implement about $10 million worth of new equipment. Storage, fabric, backups, mirrored to a nearby offsite too. I did it all 100% myself. The lead sat on her computer surfing the internet all day. During this whole process, I documented everything on implementation, schedules, success and fail rates, maintenance, requests, etc. Every document I created, I placed on the network share with a clearly labeled name and emailed a link to my team lead. After about a year and a half at the company, finding a replacement job took nearly a year. I gave my manager notice that I was leaving, seeing as how he gave me a piss poor review that year. Found out later my lead was taking credit for everything I'd done, he didn't really care. My lead, however, the color drained from her face. She immediately told me that I need to get to work documenting everything I'd implemented so that she would know what to do. I told her it's already done and on our department chair. She says we need to go over the documentation so that she understands it. While sitting across from her at her desk, she starts opening up my documentation and asks me to explain. At this point, I'm just silently laughing that she's in so far over her head. I'm so happy I'm leaving. I just don't care what I do for the next two weeks. Cue malicious compliance. All I really do is read the documentation out loud to her. It's designed so that anyone can do it step by step. There's nothing for me to add. She starts deleting my typed instructions and starts typing it out in her own words, which, since she doesn't know what she's doing, she completely misunderstands what to do and her instructions make zero sense. I don't bother correcting her. I watch as she overwrites a half dozen of the most important and frequently used documents. Full of missing steps and nonsensical or very poorly worded instructions, I move on to my next job. 
and about two weeks later, I'm informed by my former co-workers that my lead brought down multiple critical systems in the middle of the day. About two months later, she was let go. Oh, how satisfying it must have been for OP to know that at some point, this person that was taking credit for every good thing you did was finally revealed to be nothing but a total fraud and failed so hard that they couldn't keep their job for more than a couple months after you were gone. Feels nice that they can't mooch off you anymore. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.